Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys! Hello everyone, happy Friday, October 1st, 2021. It's a new month, a good month, and it is Friday. Happy Friday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. It is the kickoff to what is a huge, huge sports weekend, and we are excited to have two hours to talk all about it. Nick Roush, how was uh, how was your birthday? How was thirty? It was enjoyable. I had a great time. Uh, you know, there's no like deep midlife crisis i don't know i i've seen some folks uh reach this milestone and really need to lay on some emotional social media posts i'm good just having a great time so it was a lot of fun went to the churchill downs watched some football afterwards great games both uh college and pro and uh won a little money on the wahoos from virginia so great night all in all uh, celebrating uh, year 30. I want a little money on the Jaguars from Jacksonville. So, hey, woohoo. Hats off to you for betting that. Yikes. Seven and a half. I don't know. Bengals under the bright lights, man. If there's one thing you know about the Bengals, you turn on those bright lights, they're going to kind of pucker up. I'm shocked they won, to be honest with you. I was not surprised in the least. Uh, and really, if you're a Jaguars fan, which God bless you if you are, You've mm-hmm. got to just be like, oh, of course, you know, we lose by three. We have a chance to go up 21 to nothing. And for like the fourth play on that drive, we try to do a, a quarterback option with Trevor freaking Lawrence for the touchdown. Um, you needed like <laughs> a, you, you, need, you needed like a foot and you put La- Trevor Lawrence in the shotgun and uh, just needing a foot. And you think that's the best play call in that situation. Uh, if the Jaguars go up 21 nothing, they win that football game. I have no doubt about it. You can make the case if they go – I mean, if they go – if you want to play that game, if they go 17 nothing, they kick the field goal, then you're still 24-24, right? They lose by three. But uh, Urban Meyer's a joke. He, he looked He's... completely miserable on that sideline. I was very, like, reluctant to buy in to the media narratives that he's in way over his head. According to sources, I think so many times, I don't know why it is that way. I think when you just get college coaches going to the NFL, you have NFL national writers waiting to like pounce on them. I think there is this college NFL football divide and the NFL people like turn their noses to the college folks. Anyways, that's, I don't have time to get into that conspiracy theory. So I naturally was like reluctant to buy this Urban Myers failing in the NFL. He can't wait to get out storyline. I'm not really sure why, because that has just been the case at Urban at every stop that he's been at. The dude is a total slime ball, or so it yeah. appears. And uh, But he looked miserable. Like now I'm totally buying that narrative. I was wrong, totally wrong. Uh, he he just does not look like he wants to be coaching football or, you know, a lot of jokes are he wants the Southern Cal job, the USC job. I think he'll look equally miserable there. I think at some point for him, football stopped being fun and just turned into more of like a paranoia, anxiety-inducing 
um, labor, if you will. So I, uh, I I buy it now. That right before the half, when he was just like hunched over, and you thought maybe he was like reading something or like needing to hear better or something, but nope, just looked like he just wanted to keel over and fall down. So he he's checked out. Urban is checked out. The Jaguars, a lot of young pieces. Like if I was a Jacksonville fan, I wouldn't be. I'd feel like somewhat optimistic about the future because there were so many plays last night. They were like Trevor Lawrence, rookie, obviously, throwing to another rookie or another really young player. So, like, they've got they, they've got a, a chance to be good down the road. I just would not want Urban anywhere near that bad boy. He, he did the thing where he, every time you look over, he's got his hands on his knees and – he kind of puts head up and down, like just like, dear God, please let this work. <laughs> it's such a a look of desperation at all times. It's like you don't have to live and die with every single play, or you'll just die. There's that that you're going to kill yourself, Herb. Yep. Um, so love to see them lose. Really thought the Bengals were going to blow it, but um, that was a heck of a call. The the screen pass to the tight end that got him down there in field goal range. So. Shout out to the, the Bengals for at least getting it done, getting that win. And shout out to college kickers. Um, I, I I didn't need it, but I, I did enjoy watching Miami lose on a field goal that was a nice little chip shot. I think it was only like 31 yards. And he just pulls it and doink right off the upright for the Hurricanes to lose of the Cavaliers from Virginia. So that, that was a, a pretty entertaining game, too. Wow, so you're you're on. Uh, uh, so the Lock Boy's happy. He he's happy that Virginia gets a big win. College kickers are college kickers. Yeah, yeah. Poor college kickers. You feel for them, but do you really? Good, clean, fun. Uh, all right, we've got a lot to get to. Kentucky takes on Florida. It's a big weekend for all the local teams. I think are all of them playing ranked opponents this weekend? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's Even pretty exciting. Even Western Kentucky going up to Michigan State. Which one do you think has the best chance to pull off the upset? I wonder what the lines are for all of them. Kentucky, obviously, well, we I think that's that around eight. Yeah, we we certainly we certainly about seven. And last I heard, Indiana was eight and a half. Yeah, and uh, Western, I believe, is 10 and a half. So they're all right near the – I guess Kentucky's might be the closest. That that game's dropped to seven at a lot of places. Uh, so that's slowly kind of trickling down. I, I would think that Wake Forest would be the most reliable bad team. Like, can you trust Wake Forest to actually be good? Um, you know, Wake Forest has, like, been continually doubted all this season uh and i just i know that because i follow les johns he's a uk alumni covers wake forest but they college game day picked the wake forest like florida state game two weeks ago and everybody had picked florida state this wake forest team they, they've been underdogs if you've been betting them you've probably been doing well winning some money uh, i think they are kind of good to be honest with you hmm i do the only reason i Maybe my brain's a little bit clouded. Is the last time Louisville went down to Wake Forest, it was a very similar situation where Wake Forest is a fringe top 25 team, pretty good, and then Louisville goes in and wins a barn burner. So yeah. I, I, can, I can just see it happening again because I've seen it before. 
Yeah, they the U of L Wake Forest kind of an interesting history. Last year, pandemic year, end of the season, both teams had multiple players out. Both teams just wanted the season to end. Louisville took advantage of that game more than Wake Forest did, got the big win. But even U of L fans are like, we can't really look at that game last year as a parameter for this season. And then two years ago, you're right, that was by all accounts, Scott Satterfield's best win at U of L. I think it was the exact same situation. I think Wake Forest is ranked like 24th or 23rd or something like that, just barely in the top 25. And it was an you're right, it was an offensive shootout. And and Scott Satterfield and his tots, they got the last laugh. And they they would hope for more of the same. I will say this. And we're going to talk more Kentucky, Florida. Don't worry about that. And we want to hear from you on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. If you've all beat Wake Forest, Roush, their fans are just going to go. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be wild. Oh, it, you know, could be good for the rivalry, I suppose. If you, you say it's better when both teams are better. If U of L gets a win over Wake Forest, we're going to be hearing about it for, oh, for a they're going to be, it's, oh, yeah. But you know what? I'm fine. Bring it on. I, I like I like Chesty Louisville fans. Yeah, I, especially I think... whenever it's un unearned chestiness or un. If they you know if they win on a ranked opponent on the road and at that point they're by four and one when everybody thought it was going to be Scott Satterfield's last ride, I'd, I'd yeah, I wouldn't say that's completely unwarranted. I think they're rock they're luck. I, I think I, luck. I'm not sure is even the right word necessarily, but they've been fortunate. I mean, they were lucky to win the Central Florida game. And then the Florida State game just completely decided to not play in the second half. And uh, I guess somewhat fortunate to win that game. Florida State just couldn't take advantage of opportunities. I think that I think it, they, they, they lose. I think Wake Forest beats them. Wake Forest has kind of spun this as like, hey, we're good. If you don't come to this game, if you don't come support us, then uh, what the hell are you doing? I don't know how many Wake Forest fans there are anyways, but they're expecting a pretty good atmosphere there. I, I would like for Wake Forest fans to wear top hats to games. If yeah, you I feel like, have a yeah. mascot with the, that looks like that, I feel like a top hat's got to be a part of your wardrobe. Yes, I, I totally agree. Missed opportunity for thousands of Wake Forest fans not to have an excuse to wear a top hat. And you can really wear it with anything, too, which is yeah, the, the yeah. nice thing about a top hat. It doesn't have to be fancy underneath. You could just wear jorts and a cutoff. And a top hat with the WF on it. Boom. I mean, the amount of, the, we're just basically giving their bookstore an idea for millions of dollars. You would think millions like, and millions of dollars. Maybe they, they've had to done that at some point. Like the student section put on like goofy little foam top hats for a basketball game or something. I mean, they have to. It's perfect. Brad White went there. Maybe we can, we can ask Brad. Yeah. That, that, that does, uh, that does seem People like a forget. Good- he was on the team. I, I, I believe he was on the same team that played Louisville in that Orange Bowl. Um, oh, one of the worst BCS games of all time. God, yeah. You're telling me. That was bad. But, hey, Louisville won. Uh, shout out to uh, Cousin Brian for uh, getting that BCS win. But, man, you want to talk about an ugly game and just two teams. Uh, that was when the BCS was on Fox, and it might have even been the first year that they had the rights to it. And just everything about it just felt off. You just looked at it and you're like, this is not an orange bowl. Just everything, all of these pieces here, they're just not, they're not right. Like this is, this is wrong. Somebody change this now. 
Yeah, um, sadly, remember way too much about that Orange Bowl. Now, all that being said, Kentucky, more important, bigger football game, better football teams playing against each other. They welcome Florida to the Krogue, and it's a sellout, Roush. Been a sellout now for, uh, since pretty much all week. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten to hear from the coaches. You've gotten to hear from the players. You've heard and read what Florida coaches and Florida players have been saying. Where is the Nick Roush confidence meter going into Ooh. this game on Saturday? So is 10, I'm super duper confident? 10 is mm-hmm. I am super duper duper confident. Okay. Um, like five. Five, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. The turnovers, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, I've, I've, de- I've done this for almost a month now. Hey, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over. And I just, I, I we've seen enough of these games where I, I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to emotionally hedge, emotionally prepare myself. Um, because I, I just, I know that those fumbles are so frustrating and uh, I, I, I don't see them not stopping. Or I don't, I don't see them stopping against Florida. Um, that's that's I don't like that. That, that. Yeah, that's disappointing yeah. to hear. And pretty wild on your part to be predicting fumbles. That's pretty hard to predict in football. Yeah, well, it's pretty hard to do it 14 times in four games. But Kentucky's done it. Uh, they're actually lucky that they've only lost six of them. So, um, bright side, spin zone? Maybe they're, maybe they're unlucky to have lost six of them. Have you thought about that? Maybe. Um, Love being a lady. Still, I, uh, the tur- Here's the thing: if you take out the turnovers, Kentucky's just as good, if not a better team, and they can win this game. But I'm not. I can't. I can't trust them to not turn the ball over. So that's it's kind of where I'm at right now. Where there's this big, dumb, ugly elephant in the room, and I want to be all in, but this stupid elephant just keeps knocking me down and putting me back in my place. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, I cannot get the turnover bug, the turnover elephant, out of my head, and it's 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 got me worried. It's got me worried because Ford is a team that they're they're going to get theirs. They're going to be able to run the football, uh, and they're going to put pressure on Will Levis. Those are two things we know that are going to happen. And if you make a catastrophic mistake like that, it's happened so many times in this series. They're going to take advantage of it. So I. Uh, Man, I just I I, I I hope I'm wrong, and I would love for that not to be the case. But I've fooled me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me seven times, shame on me seven times. And that's that's where I feel like I'm at right now. Interesting. I, I weird that you're at a five on the game, but you're so certain that there will be turnovers. Like. Uh, Ned Stark, winter is coming, turnovers are coming, says Nick Roush, heading into this Kentucky versus Florida game. I'm more, I would be more confident, and this is maybe just like the odd statistics nerd in me, that I, I would be more comfortable betting on or predicting a Will Levis interception than a UK lost fumble, weirdly enough. Hmm. Um, because one, Kentucky could fumble the ball and get it back themselves. Two, right. I don't think Chris Rodriguez is fumbling. I, I I don't. Maybe that's a really dumb thing to say or a really dumb opinion to have or blind optimism, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, geez, the law of averages would have to suggest that homeboy is not going to fumble this game, and I hope that he doesn't. 
Two, maybe McLean coming back to he Chris Rodriguez sees slightly fewer carries by one or two, but probably not. More importantly, I think it's just law of averages. He's not going to fumble. Now, can somebody on a random play or a kickoff or a punt return or something like that? Yeah, that could happen. I just never would like just like predicting somebody to get injured in a game. I just never really feel too confident about a team having butterfingers. But if there were a team, if there was a team to feel confident about, Rouch, you're right that it would be this Kentucky football team. My guess is Will Levis will try to take a shot or something, and 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 he'll throw a tur- he'll, he'll he'll throw an interception. I don't think Kentucky has a clean game in the sense of them not turning the ball over. And I think if you if your keys to victory are no turnovers then it's not going to be a Kentucky victory. They're probably going to turn the ball over, folks. Um, I don't think necessarily you can you can chalk it up to a fumble, but one way or another, somewhere on the field, Kentucky's probably going to give it back to Florida. I think the answer is Roush, you need that number to be one. If it is, if it is any number, yeah. it can't be it probably can't be more than one. I don't think you're going to be able to overcome two of them. Uh, but more importantly, turnovers, not turnovers, it's probably going to be as cliche as all this is going to sound, a 60-minute football game where Kentucky can't do basically what it's done in three out of its four games this season in which it's played pretty well in either a quarter or maybe a half. Uh, it's On one side of the ball, defensively, you've had a four-quarter game. On the other side of the ball, offensively, you've had a four-quarter game in that Missouri game for the most part. Still wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but they were doing pretty much whatever they wanted offensively in that game. But you haven't really been able to put it all together, offense and defense. I'm not saying UK has to play an A-plus game, but I don't think they can have more than one turnover, and it does probably at least need to be an A-minus game, and that's how you, you beat Florida. It can't be you take off a half, you take off three quarters, uh, obviously, all that stuff is a no-brainer uh, statement. Everybody knows that. But you really need to have your best game that you've had this season. And you think they're right for it because they've been close. You've had the defense have an awesome game. You've had the offense show something. It just hasn't really come together in the same game. Maybe this is it, Roush, because that's what it's going to have to take. Yeah, and that's another thing that we've kind of been waiting for. It's the let's put it all together and let's stop shooting ourselves in the foot. And they've gotten close, but they haven't really done that. And they could have put Missouri away. They could have put South Carolina away. And that that's, I think, where I'm at is I'm not ready to – like, I'm, I'm hopeful that Kentucky is going to finally put that game together where they're playing at their best on both sides. But I, I'm – I'm also trying not to get my heart broken again. And that that's just me being the uh, the jaded fan who's seen this a time or two before where you go in with such high hopes and and then only to be let down. So that's probably that's probably why I'm I'm pumping the brakes is just so I, I don't get my heart ripped out. But Kentucky does have the as we've seen in the series, they've got the Jimmies and Joes to play with these guys. But in the last three meetings at Kroger Field, the turnovers have been what's really killed Kentucky. They've got a minus two margin in these games. And then their one win at Florida, it was even. Each team had two apiece. So to your point, TJ, there's going to be one or two. The key is making sure they aren't catastrophic. The defense can buckle up and that the defense 
can force one or two of their own. Emory Jones, for as good as he is as a runner, he's not a good passer. Four touchdowns, five interceptions, only averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. That's one of the worst in the SEC. He's not that great. If you can force him into a mistake throwing the ball, if you can have one of your safeties come up with a big interception, that's what Kentucky's defense, the bend-don't-break thing, they're pretty good at. But Florida's going to take that because they can run the football for four and five and six-yard chunks at a time. Creating some sort of playmaking from that defensive side and getting some momentum with that big sold-out crowd, that's going to be huge. That crowd, that, this, that that's going to be maybe the Kentucky's biggest advantage on Florida. The Gators have not played a true road game in two years. Granted, they went to South Florida, but that's not a – it's not a real road atmosphere. The Big Blue Nation can be a great equalizer this weekend, and I, I, I'm excited to see how they can really get in and rattle a quarterback who's who's never been in an environment like this before. Yeah, yeah, that that's a, a really good point about Florida hitting the road, and I have no doubt about the crowd being absolutely bonkers. Six o'clock game, second day of October. I haven't gotten – I haven't been tracking the weather because uh, – Chris Chris Bailey really wants it to rain. He's he's cheering for it. He's like wow. the only one. He's every, Everybody else is out there calling for sunny skies, and Chris Bailey's like, there's still scattered showers in the forecast. Could, could be some scattered showers, and I just want to give a big old suck it to Chris Bailey. I, I, I like Chris Bailey, so it's a one-invite suck it from Nick Roush on KRC. Uh, but I have noticed he has been saying that there's some rain chances. Let's see. It says some sun in the morning with increasing clouds during the afternoon, high of 82. And then Saturday night, increasing clouds with showers arriving sometime after midnight, low of 64, and chance of rain 50%. So I, I get why Chris is maybe telling people to keep an eye on it. Yep, but if it rains, it's his fault. That's that. That's those are the rules when you're hey. a meteorologist. Hey, SEC, suck it, suck it. You and this go and this is actually a hey, Mitch Barnhart, unbutton that top button, buddy, and you march down there to the SEC offices and you say, why don't we ever get Florida in November? Why do we always get Florida yeah. one of our first SEC games? Usually the first. It's kind of weird that it's not the first this year, last year, pandemic year. But generally, Kentucky, uh, over the in the Mark Stoops era, more times than not, that Florida game's been first or the second SEC game. Uh, there was a time, Florida, very short time, Florida had come to Lexington later in the year. Uh, it seems like we get to go down there when it's hottest for the swamp, but we never get Florida when it's coldest in Kentucky. That doesn't huh. seem to check out for me. And you may say, TJ, that sounds a little whiny. You just play the game when it's scheduled and you you don't go talking, okay, buddy? And what I'd say to that, no, first no, off, no. suck it. Secondly, yeah. I, I don't think that any game should ever be, unless you have a rivalry like Florida and Tennessee, and then, you know, maybe Georgia and Florida. Unless you have a rivalry that's kind of dictated by a time of schedule, I think the SEC schedule should be floating and rotating consistently. I don't think you should get any one team consistently at the start of the year or the end of the year unless the teams are okay with it. And if I'm Kentucky, I'm not okay with it with Florida. I don't want to play down there when it's 120 degrees and freaking miserable when the swamp is living up to its name. And I don't want Florida coming to Kentucky – when it's not when Kentucky can't maybe get a little bit of its climate advantage. So it sounds a little like sour grapes, but there's some truth to it. Uh, 
Fix it. Fix it. Make it better. And if I do recall, this game used to be later. And because if you if you talk to an older fan, and I, I don't have all the details right now, um, but there's something like some conspiracy where when they went divisions and they added Arkansas and South Carolina, that Spurrier made it a point that he'd never have to travel to Lexington in November because the game used to be played later in the year. Uh, yes, as you know, as I so, as I said. So I just think it's cute, TJ, that. that I think it's cute that Barnhart won't give you all beer, but you think he'll go to the SEC and clamor for a later Florida later Florida game? He yeah, won't. Right. He won't. He. I mean, he just he takes whatever is given. He is such like a good, a good company man. What the SEC tells him, he just nods his head and says yes. What the NCAA tells him, nods his head and says yes. And then when he can kind of enforce his own rules, when he's the top dog, there ain't no bending on old Barnhart. That's for sure. Nope, that is one hundred percent for sure. But you know what? I bet Mitch is going to bring out. All the stops for Saturday night. Are we going to get the golf team announced during a commercial break? <laughs> oh, you won't be pulling out all the beer stops. I'll tell you that much. Uh, make sure you wear your white, though, if you're on the Florida side. And make sure you wear blue if you're on the rich side. Um, <laughs> the rich side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, this and, is where we're going to start calling the stadium sides now. What's that to you on? I'm on the rich side today. Yeah, an onion headline, UK replaces blue-white chant with rich-poor chant. <laughs> <laughs> rich! And you hear like a little glass clink for cheers. Poor! Rich! With like a scythe in. All right, let's go to a break. Uh, this is Kentucky Roll Call. We need text on the Thornton's text line. Roush, I don't know what you did to the text line yesterday. but I, I killed him. Yeah, it seems yeah, like you really did. Text on in, and uh, we're going to tell you about Thornton's when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caleb. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Into your office. It is Friday. You want to set the office atmosphere, the the vibes as that word that I'm not like totally annoyed of, but I feel like I'm probably getting there just when people are like the vibes, the vibes, right? Roush, that annoy you at all? Vibes. It's like the vibes aren't, the vibes aren't right. Vibes. I don't like your, I don't like your, I don't like your vibes. I like your vibes though. I like the cut of your jib. See, that's the cut of the it's jib. That, 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 is, that, 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 is, that is tried and true. People don't talk about this enough. You want to hear something embarrassing I did on my sick day? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. 
go get Thornton's and bring it into the office is what I'm telling you. Because Thornton's has the best coffee, the freshest donuts. They're so delicious. Uh, the coffee is very fresh as well. And there's Thornton's everywhere. So stop by, bring it into the office. It's an easy gesture that shows that you kind of, that you tolerate your coworkers. I won't even say that you care about them, but that you tolerate them. Stop by Thornton's and shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. All right, he brought so me then, donuts from Thornton's yesterday. Right, you the birthday boy bought brought you donuts. Yep. What, what yeah, I didn't know it was his birthday, or I would have brought donuts. <laughs> oh my mm. gosh! Wow, Scoots. Yeah, I dropped the ball. My bad. You, you didn't know it was your, yeah, I guess kind of technically your boss's birthday. I mean, wow. I don't have it. I don't have it marked on a calendar or anything. So no. Last day in September. Everybody knows that, Justin. I, I know yeah, it now. I'll never, I will never forget again. I had told Donuts I'll, next year. I'll come crawling in, coughing, sneezing everywhere if it made birthday boy happy. And he told me, you stay the hell away from me, man. You stay the hell away <laughs> from me. And I said, well, if that's the one thing I can do, then I'll go ahead and I'll do that. Uh, no, uh, Jeff Milby, who I used to call the Louisville City matches with on 840, had a great time. Jeff is a great guy. He now is like one of those reporters on 840 WHAS, the one that does like the hourly updates on the news and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, okay. Um, he, he's doing Old that school now. newscast kind of stuff, yeah. Absolutely, and he's he's back in Louisville. He had gone to Virginia and had done some media work out there, I believe, but uh but back now, and, and anyways, he tweeted out regarding the Churchill Downs news um, with more slot machines coming to the city. We did it, folks. We're going to be oh, the slot God. machine capital of the world. It's what every big city strives for. People coming from all over the globe are going to come to Louisville, Kentucky. Muhammad Ali helped put us on the map, and people are going to come to Louisville, Kentucky, and they're going to say, well, take me to your casinos, and we're going to have to say, we hope you like slot machines, because that's what we've got, that's, and that's all we've got. We've got slot machines. But anyways, he tweeted out that like Louisville's got this long history of gambling and corruption, which the corruption part, I totally believe. The gambling part, I guess I didn't know as much about. It was this 19, I think it was 1969, could have been 1968, and it was this WHAS 11 hour-long special and it was called Open City. And it was as like, gosh, the nostalgia factor, just thinking of like my parents as, well, my mom, I guess, probably would have been a nine-year-old. She probably wouldn't have been watching. But I guess maybe my grandparents watching and like fear and agony. And it was the most like anchorman thing in the world. The, the one newscaster <laughs> just had perfect hair. And, and they were like doing these like dramatic cuts where one would talk and then it'd be just the next person picking up like the next sentence and they'd go. It was it was a thing of beauty, but it was an hour long. And I, I highly recommend if you have an hour to kill, you don't really need to watch it so you can you can more listen to it. You need to watch a little bit here. So if you're at the office, it's maybe perfect background thing to have an hour go by. There's actually a part two that I haven't watched yet. But oh, there's a part two. There's a part two, and I may have to put, pop that on when I'm in the office today. But I, but watching it, um, basically the 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 geist of it, the geist of it was that mm -hmm. these there was just bookie rings all throughout Louisville, and they these two people went undercover for six months going into these 
these bookie joints and like you know they were like we have state-of-the-art video surveillance camera and all these different tools that they had to try to do it and basically that's what it is it's just the inside of these bookie halls and it looks like all these guys smoking cigs and cigars just having the time of their lives and then it kind of molds into how cops know about all these places and they will routinely get them in trouble but what happens is they they found out that the cops never had warrants to bust into the places, but all these people that they would arrest would always plead guilty where like, they were like, it would just take one attorney to be like, you had no right coming in here. We have to throw this out. But the people plead guilty. They don't have any jail time and they pay just like a couple hundred dollar fine. And then they get back to the bookies later that evening. And they even want like when they were undercover one time, the the doorman which is another hilarious thing like this is this was happening all over louisville these places that it'd be like a bar but on the backside or in the basement of the bar there'd be this bookie ring and there'd be like these bouncers and doormans just hanging outside and they have videos of all of it it's really fun to watch but uh this doorman kind of is like this looks fishy so the doorman actually calls the cops on the news people the news people are in an unmarked car and the cop comes like runs their plates and calls back to the doorman to be like it was a rented car so i guess they just say it's a rented car they explain it all in the thing but it does show just kind of how corrupt it is and then they go into like not only do they do this with gambling uh they do it with prostitution as well and uh it's it's pretty fascinating and it is kind of a look into like gambling has been frowned upon in louisville for a really long time but they even then they like they talk about how that's illegal because you have to go if you want to place a bet you have to go to Churchill Downs and they talk about how that's legal but they don't go into why one is okay and the other's not okay uh, right and that and I guess that's still where we're at today for it to to some degree no need to bring out the morality police um, even though that's like you said where we're still at today when, when was this made TJ this uh, I, I want to say it was sixty nine Jose. I want, to say was, I want to say 69, maybe 68, potentially 70. But it was in that because they were talking about like last year on his tax record. And they because it never really said what year it was because uh, it was just this is like the, the real cut. Yeah, right. this is the real cut of the newscast. But they were like last year on his tax records, 1968 earnings. So it's somewhere in that ballpark. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, I, that is such a very nerdy thing to do one year. It, it was super. <laughs> and like I wasn't like. You know, I wasn't like totally fixated on it, but uh, he tweeted it out and I just thought I'd click on it. And then when I saw it was an hour, I was like, well, hell no, I'm not going to watch that. I was like, you know what? I bet it's going to be kind of cool or it's at least going to be interesting or maybe I'll learn something. And I did. And uh, it was also really funny. They had one cop that like didn't want his, they kind of had like the blacked out like silhouette of him, but they Mm -hmm. didn't change his voice and they put his name and they just said that St. Matthew's police department. I was like, so what do you do? What are you doing by blacking out his silhouette? (laughs) But then I also kind of had to think that like, you couldn't just Google this guy and see what he looked like. Like you'd still, you may know his name and you could go to the St. Matthew's police department, but you wouldn't know him from any other jabronis, you know? So, but I don't know. The whole thing was kind of fascinating. I'm glad I did it. I I will probably, I don't know. Maybe I won't. I'll watch part two if I get to it, I suppose. But it was good. 
Well, I also got to the bottom of our other investigation on the Florida. It was almost like clockwork. As soon as I, I breathed it into the air, Mark Story was tweeting about it. It was 1991 was the last time that Kentucky played Florida in November. Uh, and I, I was right that it was uh, when they expanded to South Carolina and Arkansas. And part of the reason why Kentucky wanted to move the game up as well as they wanted to not end the season with Florida and Tennessee every year. Yeah, so that, that was, yeah. Th they, and it was also, um, th there's one guy in particular who's not a big CM Newton fan. A lot of diehard football fans are not. And, uh, one guy said, yeah, that's because Newton wanted to do his Florida boys a favor. <laughs> and it's like, well, if he was, he certainly did because, I mean, now Kentucky's just ending the season with Tennessee and Georgia instead of Tennessee and Florida. So, uh, really and, dumb in hindsight. Really and dumb. as always, programs, when they're at their heights, won't always be at said heights. There is an ebbs right. and flows that goes with college football. So, you should never permanently want something based on something based on the strength of the program at that time. Uh, secondly, no. You want – like, you want – Southern teams at the end of the season, ideally teams that don't deal with the cold as much. And I'm not like, I do understand that like weather only plays a certain role to a certain degree. I'm not one that like automatically assumes Florida players are going to forget how to play football in cold weather, but I would take any, I take any inconveniences or any minor inconveniences in sports, uh, Sports are not war, Roush, but there are parallels. And the more uncomfortable you can make your opponent is the more uncomfortable you want to make your opponent, the easier your life can be. I want Florida to be cold. Uh, I was hoping we've had we've had October, beginning of October's Roush that have been very, very chilly before. We've had beginning of September's that have been very chilly before. Uh, mm -hmm. I was hoping for like maybe a cold, rainy evening at the Crow, kind of like that Mississippi State game in 2018. Didn't make for the most full crowd, but the people that were there were just like super into it and had embraced the bad weather. Uh, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have hated that. But uh, it looks like weather is not going to be a factor. And instead, Kentucky's just going to have to go out there and beat Florida. No, no gimmicks. Go out there and beat Florida. The to act like it doesn't play a role, too. I mean, the, you, you see the Florida boys at practice. They, they are they get their sleeves on as soon as it drops below 80. You know, they, they don't handle the cold very well to act like it's it's insignificant, inconsequential. Is silly, especially if you've ever gotten a stinger too, where you just you know, the the fingers get all fuzzy. It just everything in the cold hurts a little bit more. And when you want to play a physical style of football, it would be beneficial. Maybe though, when Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC, maybe that's our time for Mitch Barnhart to play a power card. Oh and, yeah, and try yeah. to get this game moved back into November. It, it does seem like there's going to be like the great reset with scheduling, right? Like goodbye to Mississippi State. We've loved you. You've been much kinder than I think some uh, other SEC, uh, other. <laughs> You've been much kinder than some other SEC West teams probably would have treated us. And even then, we still couldn't win at your place. So uh, I'm sure you'll probably miss us to some degree. Well, no, actually, no. If you're an SEC West team right now, let's do the pecking order of who you'd want in the SEC East. Um, 
you you would want Vandy first. That's that's that goes without saying. Who will get Van? Well, we don't even know what it's going to look like. You know, we don't even know if they're not going to go to pods. But let's assume that they keep it with like an east west and just try to balance it out or change it up a little bit. Well, we wouldn't even know what the west would look like at that point. But the current east right now, Vandy one, second, South Carolina or Missouri. Uh, South Carolina, I like to hate them a little bit more. And I think they're going to be better longer. But this, but this is not the, you're, you're, you got to put personal bias aside here. This is, you're an SEC, you're a fan of an SEC West opponent. Who, who do you think the, what, a, what cross, if you have a permanent crossover, which also probably isn't going to happen. So this is pretty dumb exercise to begin with, but all right, you're going South Carolina. Who cares? Third Missouri. Yeah. Then d- does Kentucky get over Tennessee? Probably not. Um, from a right, just from a traditional standpoint, yeah. If, you know. if you're on the west side of things, that's probably how you're looking. If you really want to dive into it, I could make a case. I could, but uh, obviously, I could. I'm a host of a Kentucky radio show. But all right, so then it'd go Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. Right? I don't think there's too much really debate about that. If you're looking from a SEC West fan standpoint, right, right. Maybe um, Missouri, South Carolina, you can flip. Um, somebody uh, would make a stupid case that South Carolina would be ahead of Kentucky, and then I'd show you the last, you know, ten years and tell you no. So, or the last, you know, eight yeah. years and tell you no. So, um, that wouldn't be the case if if anybody's been paying attention. But we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out with uh, what they're going to do. If but, but but the games just should never be permanent in a certain time. Just keep that should be what they should decide. Is that. Hey, like the Saint X class schedule that Roush hates so much, it should be constantly rotating. Yeah, let's 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 keep moving it around, and uh, maybe that's what we'll get with this new state of the art scheduling. Because you've got to be creative when you're putting 16 teams in a conference. You just you just have to. So, by the way, yeah. also speaking of that, I uh, a text just came in and I didn't read it, but it made me think of something. If you're Missouri. I know a lot of people's like first reaction was that you should not be happy that Texas and Oklahoma are joining. I actually think it's probably going to be a good thing for Missouri in the long run. I think it's just going to be a, allow you to get more players from Texas mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, you're going to be playing home games because we'll be playing. Te- you'll be able to get the people not good right. enough for Texas and probably you'll beat them out instead when they maybe go to one of the best Big 12 teams down there or something. Once Big Texas and for- Oklahoma. Oh, go, go ahead. On. Go ahead. I was just going to say, once Texas and Oklahoma get in the SEC, how long does Vanderbilt have? Because there's no way they can continue to be in the SEC with the way they compete. They're Vandy's not, our GPA booster. They're it's not like going a walk-on, point. you know. You don't, like, you don't uh, think there will be a time where they're out of the SEC, really? I, I, I'm, I, there's, a, like, there's a part of me, Justin, that hand up. I could look really dumb, and you could come back, and I'll have to eat crow on this. But, like, I've seen some national writers propose that or, like, suggest that. And they're not kicking Vandy out of the SEC. The only thing that would happen would Vandy would disband from disband football. The SEC, point blank period, never, ever would kick Vanderbilt out of the SEC. Vanderbilt is actually good at other sports. Some of them. Uh, they're, baseball. One, they're, they're, one the baseball. they're one of the best baseball programs of all time. Uh, well, not of all time, but in the past, you know, two decades, they're as For good sure. as anybody. They're as good as anybody else. Um, and then the other, you know, 
Olympic sports they're solid at, and they've had they've been good. They've shown that they can be good at basketball. Uh, they've just haven't really figured out how to do it at any sort of consistent level. But uh, yeah, they're good at some other sports. I, yeah, I'm not going to act like I'm some some Vandy expert, but baseball alone would be enough because in some places baseball is the second sport in the SEC, uh, yeah. more yeah, than more than basketball. Yeah, yeah, in other places, yeah. obviously it's basketball too, which we need to do. We do need to talk a little bit about SEC basketball uh, when we mm-hmm. come into. But but SEC not kicking Vandy out. The only way Vandy won't be playing football in the SEC is if they say we're not going to be doing football anymore. And I think they just made a pretty sizable commitment to their football program. So I don't think that's happening anytime soon either. So people need to get that little Peter Pan fantasy land notion out of their head. I didn't. I didn't know that was a common thought. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, Vandy is never going to compete. I think it was when I was watching the Georgia game and Georgia dropped yeah. 35 in the first quarter. I'm like, this is ridiculous. They should be playing AAC schools or something. And I also should add to that that that's when I was seeing those tweets was that Georgia game. So people were probably just maybe be having fun with it as much as anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I uh... – I, I, this is going to be a good bounce back week for Vandy. They get they're 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 winless, and now they're two touchdown favorites against UConn. So that game is a good punchline joke for a lot of college football folks this week. But uh, to go back quickly to Missouri, big game between them and the Vols this weekend. They host Josh Heupel. It's a homecoming of sorts for the former Missouri offensive coordinator, and that's a it's kind of a, a stinky line. Kind of a stinky line. So uh, I, I, I really like Missouri in this spot. Um, not to to get ahead of ourselves. It's a must un, win in the unsponsored te- or the unsponsored picks of the week. It is it is a must win for Missouri. That's why I like them so much. And I don't think Missouri's a bad team. I think they've got a bad defensive line. I do not think they're a bad team. Uh, that. That you know that Kentucky game, they were right there, and and that was partially Kentucky's fault. But again, you had to give Missouri credit for not completely folding. And then the Boston College game, it's kind of a tricky spot. And Boston College is good; like they may be the the second best team in the ACC. So that I think Missouri's close, and I think they kind of put it together against Tennessee. I'm worried that you're a believer in Tennessee. I mean, obviously, I know you think Kentucky loses to them. But you, you've been kind of slurping them a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, they they did play Florida well for a half, and Missouri, I think, has the worst rush defense in college football right now. Like out of 130 teams, teams are running all over them. So if Tennessee can just somehow, if if Josh Heupel can resist the urge to drop bombs, um, and 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 keep the ball on the ground and run it right down their throat, then that could end up being a a pretty good game. Uh, Tennessee's averaging 4.5 yards per carry this year, just behind Kentucky, uh, six in the SEC. So you would think that they should be able to hang around with Missouri for a while, who's proven they can't stop the run against anybody. How many rushes per game is Kentucky averaging? Do you know that? Ooh, um, I you, do you, not you know. Could, you could spitball it if you have an idea. If you don't, I, I would think it's about 30 ish. Uh, that would be my guess is right around 30 because Rodriguez has been right around that 25 range each week. So I, I know they had 40 against South Carolina and that was a little on the high side. Okay. I'm all, I was also slightly curious about uh, how many plays Kentucky's running per game as well, but uh, I'm not, you know, 
I can I can look up those numbers just as well as you can as well. Uh, all right, we got to end hour number one. I kind of have like a little hot takey UK football take for hour two. One of those ones that like kind of feels forced. It, it was organic when I thought of it, but like the more you let it stew, the more you it, it loses a little bit of its luster. But I'll, I'll if that doesn't get you all fired up, I don't know what will. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll 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 fire that bad boy up. Yeah, right hour number two. Before we mm. go, though, Roush, I do want to remind folks about Salsaritas. Oh, man. It's so great. It really, you can't miss at this place. And uh, like I said yesterday, TJ, they give you a burrito for your birthday. So guess who was eating burritos on his birthday? This guy. Fantastic. Outstanding. I got the hot salsa because I'm not scared like the Scooter Dingus. It was immaculate, incredible. And I recommend it to all my friends, especially ahead of this big Saturday where you can bring the nacho table tailgate with oh, you, yeah. man, mm. perfect Saturday right there. Even if you're not going to the game, just get the nacho table tailgate with all your friends at home and you're going to be left smiling and satisfied. You totally will. You know, uh, Justin, what do you got for us? Buddy? I was going to say, aside from my Sergio comment, the hot salsa at Salsarita's comment is probably the one I regret the most. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you, what goes great with gator meat, Roush, is wildly addictive chips. Show up to your tailgate at the Krogue with some salseritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, and you can do it all online on the app, download it, or call 502-356-9468, 502-356-9468. This is Kentucky Roll Call, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hour number two coming up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Scooter Dingus here on Big Exports Radio (laughs) Where what is what is he doing between hours? I would imagine in the past he's been changing diapers. So I'm gonna guess it was a diaper change. No, Ralph, what's that? That's too convenient. No, <laughs> no, it was not a diaper change. It was me bashing my head against the internet, ready to just unload on it. But I think we're good now. Oh I think man, we're good. Uh, you when, all right, when, Nick? Yeah. Uh, When's the big move? That that's the thing you got to always worry. You can't move into the house till you have internet at the new house. Right, right. That um, I last time too. I believe we forgot to activate the water on the first day, so we yeah. went a day without water, maybe, or maybe we had the water. They shut it off, and then it took another day for it to curtain back on. So definitely need to check those boxes this this go around. Yeah, I remember you, that. Yeah. You learn you learn as you get older. Uh, we are all back here for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Adam Luckett will join us at some point as we will get our unsponsored picks of the week, which uh, that's always a good time. 
Lock it, man. One one for eleven. One and eleven. I what happened to our sponsor? Well, there we you know. We'll, I thought I thought, I, thought I, I thought it got sponsored. I, That's what I thought. I, I thought that I thought we were close to that being a thing. Oh, it's not, not official. All the way there. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. I think we were we're knocking on the door. That's why. That's why I'm not calling it what we used to call it is because I, I think we're very close to calling it something new. Now you all have me. I I, I think I'm right. I'm going to go with that. You are right. I don't I don't think it was ever official, but I just assumed it was going to be and it was. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and wait. We'll go ahead and wait. Uh, let's, okay. That's you good. Know. Now you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Always a fun segment. Anyways, Luckett has uh, picked twelve games. He's only gotten one right. It's hilarious. I mean, that's so bad. Was it a lock? Uh, it was no. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. was the, not a lock. The thing is, too, is I know that Luckett's winning elsewhere. Like, it, but every one he narrows down to put on the, our picks of the week. Those are all just not hitting, not even coming close. So, uh, I really, I really do think I'm going to start betting opposite on his picks this week. Just fading like it. Yeah, I really, I think. I mean, there's money to be made. Might as well. <laughs> Justin's new gambling strategy is just fading like it. <laughs> it's hey, can't miss. It's foolproof. That that, that that Justin just you guarantee luck. It's going to get hot here. On he the picks will. Of the week. It, it's not like. Fading Trevor Kelsey. That's pretty well a guarantee every time. Or or Roush on some occasions. Oh, shout out to Trevor, by the way. Dropped off some cute little onesies that I showed. Uh, I took a picture of, put on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Very nice of them. Three Packers ones, but the big guy even got one going at his own expense. And it was a blue onesie with the outline of the state of Kentucky. It's a very small one. So the baby girl's probably going to be wearing it sooner rather than later. And then it says, I have a Cardinal in my diaper. Yeah. Which, you know, referring to Cardinal, That's of good. course, That's good. As, as poop. Uh, ah, which, which is classic, got classic zing. And uh, very nice of him to do that. Although... Trevor. I felt bad about this, but first off, he didn't tell me that he, he asked if I would be home and I was like, well, I'm sick. So yes. Uh, so yeah, I'll be home. But then he never really said what time he'd be coming um, or that he was like officially coming or anything, which is classic Trevor. Uh, but again, he did something nice, so I'm not going to rip him too much. But anyways, knocks on the door. We were we were expecting a DoorDash, and I was like, oh, my gosh, DoorDash. No, you just leave it at the door. You don't knock and hand it to somebody. That's not how it works. But then Hannah was like, whoever it is, th- th- this is a, th- that is a very tall person. Like, <laughs> who, who, is, like, who is this man? And I was like, oh, it's Trevor. Anyways, I opened the door, but he wanted to come in. It was really awkward. Oh, I had I had to be I had to be like I had to be like I had to be like uh, not so fast. (laughs) Twofold, twofold. One, like we put Abe outside or put him up when visitors come now, so we would have needed to get that straightened out 
be first before anything and we didn't know he was coming so or i didn't know he was coming then so i i was going uh, we needed time to put abe out anyways and secondly i'm sick like i like you know you don't want to come into a sick man's home like right. I, i've got a little cold uh no you know get out of here yeah, so scram. So, uh, but we talked on the porch and he also fell off my porch in the, you know, one minute that he happened to, to be on it. Thank God he didn't could have been, you know, I could have been at fault there. So that would have been good for me. He also could have gotten hurt, which wouldn't have been good for him, but uh, really nice gesture on his part. Very appreciative from uncle Trevor waiting on gifts from you two. Uh, you know, well, I got some good hand-me-downs. Why, why do you think I'm going on vacation? <laughs> wow. Oh, I got to pick up some gifts for girl. <laughs> oh yeah uh get her uh seashell Be- beach baby yeah a little beach baby although <laughs> only beaches she'll be going to are north we are anti-south beaches not afraid to admit it either all nope. right do we want to get to a few texts or do you want me to get to my kind of lukewarm take I, I want the lukewarm take to fire up the texters so please let's hear this lukewarm take I'm even like, I'm I'm even making it lukewarmier because. Oh, gross. I know. <sighs> but I guess the overall sentiment is shouldn't we be at a point where Kentucky needs to win this game? And if not now, then like when? When is the expecta- expectation going to be, Kentucky, we, we've got to, you got to win this game? When, I you, think, when, you, I think, when you win it more than once in 40 years, right? Because I think right now we're like, hey, we think Kentucky can win. We won't be surprised if Kentucky does win. But if you lose, so be it. Which maybe that's just the rational take, and I think that it is. But shouldn't we be – haven't we been saying during this very slow climb we need to get to the point where – you overtake programs. We've, you know, I've been a big believer of that mindset. And the next one on the list is Florida. Well, when are we going to do it? Shouldn't it? Yeah, shouldn't it I, be uh, now? I, I don't think Kentucky's ever going to be in the, like college football programs in general. Wow! Holy smokes! You, no, finish that thought. Kentucky's never going to do what? Hold on here, Justin. Make sure this is recording. Kentucky's never going to be in the business of expecting to beat top 10 teams. Like, what? that's not a very hot take. I think that is a hot that's take, man. That's pretty hot then, take. Like, then what are we, Nobody, then what are we doing? Alabama is the only team that should have the expectations where it's a must win every time you play a top 10 team. No, that uh, first off, you're getting you're getting to the extremes here. But that's when Georgia's playing a top 10 team, their fans expect to win all the time. When Florida's playing a top 10 team, their expectation is to win all the time. Texas A&M has that expectation. LSU has yeah, that those expectation. Are, those are uh, as like – now this is we're getting in the dumb semantics of it, but like, uh, yeah, I just think expecting like Georgia should expect to beat an eighth ranked Arkansas, but also Arkansas little feels a little bit uh, overranked because they. I mean, my my point being in all of this is I think going into a game expecting to beat any top ten team is foolish, and that's just applies to all except for. Maybe Georgia and Alabama this year. But whenever Ohio State hosts a top 10 Penn State at some point this fall, 
maybe they're the one of the few exceptions. Uh, but I think expecting to beat top 10 teams is reserved for maybe a handful of teams in all of college football any given year. But I just, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State haven't always been Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. I mean, college football goes to the tradition. Lucky, absolutely, the team expects to beat up the Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can uh, well, go on, Rush. I'm just, I, I'm just pushing back on your uh, lukewarm. I guess your take is spicier than I thought, but I just disagree. Like, I, Kentucky hasn't got. If they do ever get to that point. It's going to take some some doing it for a while. I mean, Mark Stoops has beat Florida once. He hasn't beaten Georgia. <laughs> that that you're far away from expecting to beat those teams if you haven't even done it. You know what I mean? Well, that's my overall sentiment, and, and, and I well, that's my overall point. I agree. Well, no, I don't think even I, I disagree with your sentiment, and I don't. But I don't think your overall point is mutually exclusive for my overall point. Even if you do believe what you believe, at some point Kentucky needs to start beating Florida at some consistent at some consistent level. Yes, that just we can't can be a it, it can't be a one off that oh Kentucky won in the swamp. Uh, well, you know Stoops doesn't need to beat them again. They they need to do it more consistently. And here you are, a, a year that expectations are very high in Lexington, and rightfully so. And you get a Florida team that is very good, but they're always very good. You know, the, it, we're not going to wait for Florida to come back to us, Roush. We need to catch up to them. And 2018, uh, we were we were there, and you beat them. And then 2019, we thought that uh, we can we can get a streak of our own, and had that had a chance to win that game. And and who knows how things are if uh, if there's not the injury to Sawyer Smith in that game. I just think that Kentucky's been really close to Florida. It's the next team on the pecking order, and we need to get there. We need to be there. And what happens if we lose that that's the that's the thing that's why i'm always so like hesitant to go head first into these takes is because you know if kentucky loses is my reaction on monday going to be oh we're never going to get florida no you'll just you go to the next year right you just have to hope that maybe next year is the year that you you close that gap uh and would i would my expectations for the lsu game change probably not unless things just go horribly horribly wrong tomorrow so that's why i'm a little lukewarm on the take is because well you need to do it and if you don't do it then you just gotta wait until you eventually do do it like it's never going that's always going to be the goal i'm just ready to hit it and i i I think we're the the strength of the program the health of the program is at a point where we can start making this a consistent thing, beating Florida. You know, I'm not yeah, even saying they, you have to win the series. I, I'm just saying it needs to start being. If Florida wins six out of ten, then let's start getting that four. Let's start winning. Yeah, some. yeah. No, I'm. I, I, that's the part I can't get with you. The the close calls. Enough, those will get you nowhere. Now, you know, it was it was fun. Yes. It was fun that one game down in the swamp with Boom Williams and Florida obviously cheated on the delay of game. Um, but, I didn't have I didn't have fun that game. But that was at least a game where you're you didn't expect it, and you thought, "Wow, Kentucky's closer than we thought." Getting close gets you nowhere anymore. It only Correct. gets you more heartbreak. Yeah, you, you you'll never come. I'm never going to come out of a Florida game again and say like 
oh well at least i know that we're where we are we're heading in the right direction yeah no i want to i want to come out of the game and say this i know where we are that like we are we're 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 right there in the east with the top of the top and at some point you you need to get the one offer versus georgia you just need to win one um in that series too but they they're a machine they are they are freakishly good this year i'd be I'd I'd take them over anybody in the country right now, and certainly against uh, Kentucky. As much as I hate to say it, but we can worry about that one another year. For this year, it's Florida. You can mm-hmm. take advantage of them. You get them tomorrow at the Krogue, bright lights, six o'clock start. Going to be a wild atmosphere, Roush. And uh, what time are you planning on getting there? Uh, I haven't talked to Luckett yet, but I would think around I don't know, probably two thirty ish. So. Yeah, so, somewhere in that ballpark. Because um, mm-hmm. catwalks at 345, you'd like to get there with a little bit of time. But ideally, we get there right as the f- noon slate is wrapping up and then head on over to the catwalk. So I, I think that's the the ideal time. Because, man, and if you don't get there early to the orange lot, the orange lot it has been popping lately. I mean, absolutely. That place is a party waiting to happen. Uh, so you almost have to get there or else you're not going to be able to find a spot. Is orange lot over by the, like the, the old baseball field no, area. No. Orange lot is uh closest to Nicholasville road. It's about the RV lot. I oh, think, okay. Other side. I, I, I think purple lot is the one you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah. I think purple and orange might be the rowdiest, um, and, and maybe the earliest arriving of the tailgate lots. Uh, the, the red people mosey on over to the red lot pretty late. The and s- same thing with the blue. Those are the kind of late arriving crowd. They've got their their cushy spot. The uh, orange lot and purple lot people. Those folks are getting out the Coleman grills real early and uh, getting after it. You're just like bringing a smile to my face here, and you talk all about the tailgating. Shout out to shout out to the Lexington folks. You all don't know how good you have it. Just knowing that you're five. 10, 15, 20, mm. other side of town, 30-minute drive to the game. Oh, boo-hoo. You all don't know how good you have it, folks. You just uh, don't you know how good. good you have you it. You really do. You got it good. And then after the game, oh, I hope I don't miss the night games of college football. Don't worry. I'm only 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, other side of town, 30. Boo-hoo. Man. Must be nice. Really is. Shout out but to hey, you all. Living in Louisville, kind of nice too. Yeah, we have our we have our we have our upsides. We've got a, a we've got a racetrack that doesn't cap how many people can attend the races. So at least Churchill Downs, they may be crooks that are doing whatever they can to make sure they're only only gambling show in the state. <laughs> but by God, they're not going to cap general admission. You can't buy a general admission ticket to go to Keeneland for the day Kentucky plays LSU right now. You can't. It's Why already not? sold. It's already sold out. Because they capped the general admission at seven thousand. Stupid. Wow. Um, yeah, I was not happy about it yesterday. That oh my gosh! So what's going to end up happening is they, like they were get general admission tickets going for like seventy bucks. Yeah, and now granted, you could probably get a seat for like twenty. Uh, but oh, I know, okay. Oh, this, so you can still get in. I think you still can, but I'm sure those are going to get gobbled up quickly. So if you want to do the double dip, I recommend you checking out the prices for seats now. That I didn't go that far into. I just know that the folks at Keeneland were very mad when Drew told their secret that they weren't going to have 
unlimited GA like they normally do. That they're they're kind of capping it. So very annoying. Why would they be mad about that? Because they don't want to look bad. Well, you're going to look bad either way, Keeneland. Suck it. God, it makes me so mad. They don't want to look bad. So instead, they just want a bunch of angry people going up there and getting turned away at the door. Yeah. You well, think that, that would be better? It, it makes no sense. They're also not selling tickets at the door, which is, I mean, what? Well, because of the because of the pandemic, I think it's their that's their. I don't think that's their excuse. I think they're short on help, and instead of paying people more, they're just changing things. Hmm. Like, let's not pay people more to get more workers. Let's just have less. Well, workers. it you know they're honestly I, I, in a perfect world. Yes, absolutely, Roush, but. If they know they're short on workers, better to avoid a U of L situation, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, so maybe I, I they're at least maybe understand they're not. That. Yeah, maybe they're not crazy in doing that. Um, but I just think like, hey, or you can just pay people more money, and you'll probably be able to get more workers. Of course, they could pay people more money. It's Keeneland; <laughs> they literally bathe in money. They they were open two months out of the year, like, and I know that's not technically true, but they're really, for all intents and purposes, open two months out of the year. Yes, of course, they could pay their workers a little bit more. And ah, uh, there's nothing better than just a regular Keeneland fall Saturday Man, doing the daily double. Everybody in like the paddock is talking about the game. Everybody's got this optimistic smile on You've their face. You've got a lot of your cat's gear on, you know. Yep. But oh. you can, ah, oh, gosh. It's going to be Man. great, but people aren't going to be able to enjoy it to the fullest because they're capping their general admission to well, allow KRC to serve as a heads up on that. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, maybe a lot of LSU fans well, don't know that. Shucks. Mm, shucks but they also probably like planned ahead and bought their tickets too like that that could be a reason why it's already uh sold out yeah you can still tailgate there though that's one thing the hill will still be open for business so you could at least do that still in theory on that saturday and i actually have uh family friends they're just staying the night saturday night and then going to keenan on sunday so they're double dipping that weekend just not that day Ooh, I've never actually done a Keeneland Sunday. I'd oh, like to do great. it someday. It kind of feels like the 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 classy way to do Keeneland, which it's is already more, a classier version of Churchill Downs. Yeah, it's much more low key. Like you 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 can kind of relax a little bit more, find yourself a spot to sit at. It's 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 nice. Sundays at Keeneland are nice. Ah, sounds sounds great. You know what also is nice is being a Refresher and Rewards member at Thornton's. You can download the Refresher and Rewards app today, and you're going to get great offers and saving on fuel every single day. That is Thornton's. They sponsor the text line, 502-414-1450. I gave you my lukewarm take. Let's read some text. 502-414-1450. A texter says, preach it, Roush. Yeah, I'll preach it. What exactly are we preaching? I don't know. We were we were doing a lot of preaching yesterday. Um, I got out the good book and uh, even a gospel choir. Right, Justin? Oh, we definitely had a choir. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. You missed it. Yeah. Angels were singing. Yeah, yep. Beautiful. Uh, Rocket City Rob says, hey, gents, decided to jump right in for the Gators. Maybe this time Roush can actually have a drink with me. Oh, wow. Boom, roasted. Belated happy 30 club, Nick. TJ... You're on baby or but Gators are on the cat watch. This is where you draw the line, so pick wisely. <laughs> Pre-congrats, and I'm hoping I can 
bring that obnoxious polo up and give it to Ron Lemon to do whatever he wants with it. Go Cats by 90. Roush Ivis, I owe you a drink since you were too cool for school last time. Gate four and a quarter, right? Uh, just run straight into the stadium structure full speed, and there you'll be in the land of the KRC tailgate. <laughs> well, nice, little, yeah. <laughs> nice Harry Potter reference. People are going to. Um, <laughs> I just I didn't. It went over my head too. Good, I, good, good call, Justin. I I understood it and I enjoyed it and but also you know apologies for giving the wrong gate for the first several games. I don't know if it's happening or not. Um, I don't think I'll be there. We've we've got an appointment today, and unless that appointment's like, nope, it's definitely not going to be until later next week. I, it it seems highly unlikely, and that's right, right. and that and that's fine. But even then, the the host of the tailgate it has uh, is having babysitter issues. Oh. So so I don't know if it'd go on without him. I I he's pretty he's the one that does all the heavy lifting on it. So I'm not I'm not sure if that one's even going to be taking place. Wow. And even and even if I do by some miracle get to go to the game one i'd even need to probably feel a little bit better so it's it's a very very long shot two it wouldn't be a long tailgating event for sure so um i'd you know lucky to be there 30 minutes before the game probably so i may have to put it off till later maybe that tennessee one would be a better one to circle because that point way off in the distance enough time Mm -hmm. to kind of get our feet under us right we'll wait and see everything is kind of day to day and And it could be a spooky tailgate too spooky season Everybody loves spook. Well, it's already spooky season. It's October first. Oh, that that's true. That's true. You got me there, TJ. You got me there. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. Adam Luckett will be joining us at some point today. It's kind of just an open invite, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But we'll find out together. This you is think he'll really come back? It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a good point. He just doesn't show up again. <laughs> Forfeits his PTs or his unsponsored picks of the week. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. All right, this is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. And I said I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then then I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. They've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels, and they were married. Well, if you want to sing out, sing out. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call Friday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. As always, we appreciate you listening. Download the podcast. Leave a comment. Join us on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. And if you want to hear a a podcast about Survivor, if you're a fan of the CBS show Survivor, we've got a little extra for you on the Kentucky Roll Call Patreon page, which I posted to the Facebook page. So that's another way you can find that or go to patreon.com slash Kentucky Roll Call. I listened to it, you all. Uh, disagreed with some, obviously agreed with some, but it was a wild episode. Uh, but I'll, I'll save it for next Wednesday. And I shared some of my thoughts on the Patreon page um, about that. But it was a uh, 
Uh, it's it's going to be a fun season. No even doubt if, about that. Even if it's a short, even if they are doing the short. I wasn't crazy about that, but it's still going to be pretty good. I'm glad you shared my sentiment on Voce. It was like, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who cares? Nick was kind of hurt about it, but I was I was kind of like, yeah, who cares? I, I was going to like that guy. I thought you picked him to win, Justin. No, I picked uh, the grocery lady. I, I, Jeannie, maybe? Oh, Is okay. that her name? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it wasn't you, was it, Roush? No, I picked Xander, but I was Team Yellow Team because we had the different teams together. Boom. One of you all raved about David in the first episode. Um, it, yeah, it was me. I, I liked okay. him a lot. I thought gotcha. he was going to go far, but I ended up not picking him. Man, Evie, what a what a little snake, but I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow. Snake. Yeah, all right. Anyways, that's Survivor Talk for for your Friday. How about a little Bobby Cook Golf Academy talk? Yeah, because Bobby Cook Golf Academy is the best place to work on your golf game, work on your swing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how much better I can be, but if there's one person I can rely on to help my golf game, it's Bobby Cook because he's seen it all. And now he's got three state-of-the-art simulators right off exit four in Southern Indiana, and he can work on your swing uh, whenever, just uh, visit bobbycookgolfacademy.com uh, to book your appointment. You can also give him a call at 812. Oh, man. Here. You got it, buddy. You can do it. 913-4415. Yeah. 812-913-4415. Give the Bobby Cook, give Bobby Cook oh, a call. My goodness gracious. Bobby that one that one's on us man Hand my bad up. bobby my bad bobby c that was a that was a slice right into the woods if you will yeah. little golf reference for you golfers out there all right text on into the thornton sex line 502-414-1450 let's just keep at it uh and you're right i think uh, luck it left town no doubt about it he said he told we me should start at 840 so we should start uh, a thing where you get minus one point for if you don't do your picks for a week. Say so he'd be zero. Hey, luck it. If you don't show up, we're going to send dog to find you. You don't oh. want dog to come get you. Nope. Do not want the dog to come get you. Ah, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's, Where let's are we get at? to a few texts on the Thorns text line. 502 414 When Kersey was the coach, the Florida game was played in November. He would switch team sidelines in order to put Florida in the shade on the press box side. Oh, that's hilarious. UK would get the sideline in the sunny east side. That is an obvious advantage for UK that they should be utilizing for every game in November. I, I did not realize that, but it is funny that UK would be willing to take it far enough to just go to the other sideline. That's <laughs> I've I've heard that. That's what it's all about. It's oh, what you should man. be doing. I've always wondered why Kentucky doesn't do that currently. And again, there's only a few games and situations where it would apply. But hell yeah, you'd rather be in the sun in November, and then in September you'd rather be in the shade, which is I think all, at the end of the day why Kentucky's over there uh, for the most part. But anyways, yeah, I, they, um... I, I had heard that um, about Florida, and I wish there was more of that these days. Mark Story actually talked to Kersey for an article that came out today. Um, so great timing on his part. And I, I think Kersey beat him four or five times. Uh, so, yeah, no stranger to beating Florida back in the day. It, we do, as Kentucky fans, have this like mental block that 
I think that like Florida is this is untouchable. And I think the closer that we've been to beating them, the more people have realized that like, Oh yeah, we should be competitive in these games. No, you should be winning them. Like we should be winning them more than we are. Um, and honestly, same goes with Georgia, but again, this year, probably a bad year to have yeah. that take. Kentucky should be beating team, every team in the sec when you not when not every chance you get, but, it, no team should be completely untouchable. Alabama probably excluded just because um, he yeah. uh, Nick Saban is a, a freak, a yeah. complete freak. Wow. Okay. I never, I've never been asked to allow somebody to join the chat. I oh, you- that's weird. Because in the past Fridays, I've the one that I've been the one that initiated the meet. Oh, so it's whoever gate- initiates the meet has the permission. Is the gatekeeper? Mm. I gotcha. Yeah, I thought, I you thought were the gatekeeper. Just- Thought he could just barge on in all willy billy. Nope. We thought you skipped nope. town, Lockett, with your pitiful record. How are you, buddy? Wow, speechless. <laughs> Hello, gatekeeper. <laughs> What's up, Adam Lockett? How are you? Uh, pretty good for one and eleven. Yeah, <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> Never better. Uh, let's change briefly the subject from that from those numbers. Kentucky, Florida. How you? How's the the UK fan in you feeling going into it? Knowing what you know as a journalist, are you are you optimistic? Yeah, I think they can play with Florida. I think when you look at the matchup, like on the line of scrimmage, I think you know it's a pretty close matchup. I think Kentucky. When you go up against a Todd Grantham defense, I think it's important on the perimeter to have a guy outside that can win one-on-ones. I think they have that, Wondell Robinson. Um, and I think they can have some success running the football and defensively. Um, you know, Florida's a very unique challenge with how they run an offense. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a version of the Kentucky Lynn Bowden offense, except they're doing it with a real quarterback. But I think Kentucky can do some good things because uh, they're veteran, laden, and they usually play things pretty smart. So I think they can play with Florida. Now, I think they're going to have to, you know, win the turnover battle for once. Um, if they can do that and steal a possession, I think they can win the game. Adam, how much of a factor is the crowd? As somebody that watches as much college football as you do, sometimes home field advantage can be overblown. Sometimes it can be understated. This Roush pointed out, first true road game for Florida South Florida excluded, obviously, in a long time. Uh, some of these Gators maybe never played in a crowd quite like this. What are – well, that how, how big of a factor is that going to be tomorrow night? Yeah, a lot of that I think just depends on, number one, your quarterback. So how experienced is your quarterback? How much do you ask of your quarterback? Um, and then number two, I think it's all on, you know, how veteran laden is your team or whatnot. For Florida, Emory Jones has been there a long time. I mean, he's, this is his fourth year in the program, but, I mean, this is his first real start in an SEC game. I um, mean, it's a game with some stakes. So I do think that crowd's going to matter a little bit, especially if you get them in some adversity early, whether it's a early lead or they get a turnover early. Um, so, like, having some juice from the crowd, I think, is going to matter in this matchup. As games wear on, I think it matters less as you get into the third or fourth quarter. Um, but especially early, I can I think it can allow maybe Kentucky to get off to a fast start or any home team really in this kind of matchup. 
And last question, Nick Roush wanted to know what time you all were leaving tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody, not Roush, was wondering if maybe we could get somebody else on the tunes on the ride up. Uh, not happy with the music selection. Oh, see, that's where you can tell it's fake news because you think Wuckett and I are listening to tunes. We're we're we're, we're dialing up the games, baby. What game? What games? Just you know, anyone that you all can get on local, or are you all plugging in serious? It's usually uh, whoever we're betting on, and so like we listen to the tops on the Big X. Uh, we have a backdoor cover the last time we made the trip. We to did. Lexington. It was a, it was a beautiful car ride. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you can also we also figured out too. You can just pull up YouTube TV on your phone and then plug it in, and then that's kind of a watch slash listen. Oh, but hopefully, you know, driver right. ten and four. Passengers watching, drivers listening. Great. Yeah, that's the that's the way that it goes. Okay. Um. <laughs> it, it was even funnier, too, because that was the game where the clock didn't work with Florida and Alabama. And like, it's like, well, what the hell is the time at? And I was like, I don't know. You know it, they're not telling me what the time is. We're trying to figure out the time. The refs can't figure out the time. That was oh, great car ride. Oh. Sounds like a blast. You know what also is a blast is the unsponsored picks of the week. I'll give you a standings update. Bringing up, bringing up the rear, I'm not sure if we had mentioned it, but out of 12 games, Luckett has gotten one correct. He's 1-11. and 11. Uh, He's got one point. He is in last place. In third oh place, Justin Kalen at 5-7 and seven on the year. He's got six points. And then in second place is yours truly, six and six, 500 on the year, seven points. Finally got a lock of the week. And then Roush is your leader with 10 points. He is nine and three, which is Woo! really actually impressive. Uh, hats off to him. And he will start us off as we so often do. Man, I have so many picks. That it, I, I'm, I'm really spraying the board this oh, week. Oh, I love the board this week. <laughs> I really love it. So it's hard for me to narrow down which one I want. So I think I'm just actually going to start with the Cats plus seven and a half. Like, come on, give me that. I know I sounded really negative at the start of the show, but this is going to be a close game. Uh, half of the eight games between Kentucky and and Florida in the Stoops era have been one-score games, and a couple of those uh, were closer throughout. Uh, it just you know gets a little hairy there at the end. So even if Kentucky does make the mistakes that I'm just praying they don't, this is going to be a close football game. Take the points in the home crowd, plus seven and a half Kates. Kentucky, since 2014, Nick, 4-0-1 when I'm ranked and playing a ranked team at home. And really that only push came from that Florida 2019, that late run. So really should be 5-0 and record against the spread. So mm. this is a spot they have performed very well in in the past. Love it. I'm staying in the SEC with my pick, and I think Missouri's going to get get right, if you will, against Tennessee. That's going to be a, a big game for Missouri. I, I do wish it wasn't an 11 a.m. start for them. That's uh, – less than ideal, but they've been close. They've been close a lot this season, and I, I think that they'll put it all together, beat Tennessee. I do think it'll be a close game, but three points at minimum. I'd worry about a push here, but uh, Missouri will cover. I'll, I'll take I'll take the field goal and, and take the Tigers. Oh, you all want to stay in the SEC, huh? Give me Georgia, minus 17 and a half. I don't, I'm not an Arkansas believer. Georgia's a 
freaking powerhouse this year. I'll take them to cover that. Thing is, I actually like do think Arkansas is a good football team, but I also nah. agreed with everything you said about Georgia, and I do think they <laughs> cover too. But I think Arkansas is good. I don't know if they're top ten good, but they're they're, they're not one, Georgia good. They're one. Of, well, I don't think anybody's Georgia good, but they're Arkansas is a top twenty five team for sure. And I will not be keeping in the SEC. <laughs> I'm going with all road dogs this week. Wow. I've talked about nonstop Eastern Michigan. If they're getting points on the road, it's an automatic play for me. They're getting one point this week. Eastern Michigan plus one at Northern Illinois. They've got a ridiculous road against the spread break record. So give me the Eagles for some action. I will not be watching that game. Uh, I, but they're going to go. <laughs> Roush, pick number two. Uh, pick number two, we are going to go to the Big Ten uh, up in East Lansing where Michigan State Spartans are 10.5-point favorites over the tops. Give me Western Kentucky, T-O-P-S, tops, tops, tops. Uh, I, I like the spot. They, they know they can compete. With Big Ten teams, they've got that proof of concept last week. Um, although they came up short, I think they're going to be hungry against a Michigan State team that is good, but are they 10.5 points better than this kind of high-powered scoring offense? I don't think so. G- give me the tops on the road. No, Roush is picking with his heart this weekend. 3-0 against the spread. The I tops are it. this year. Let's keep that train rolling. About to be 3-1. and one. I'm going with the fighting Neil Browns, number two. And the thing I've enjoyed most this week is not having Justin interrupt me and say, well, shouldn't I be going second, technically? But I'm going with West Virginia, (laughs) giving a touchdown versus Texas Tech. West Virginia, another team, close. If you would have told Neil Brown that they were going to hold Oklahoma to 16 points, I think that's what it was. On the road, he'd probably be saying, we won with ease, but uh, that was a defensive game in the Big 12. You don't see that all that often. West Virginia is going to blow out Texas Tech. A touchdown isn't enough. They they win this one with ease. I'm going to catch some heat for this one, and I like it a lot more with the hook. But give me Louisville plus seven. I don't know that Wake, for, or Wake Forest is – is everything that everyone thinks they are in the ACC? ACC's down. Give me Louisville. They're they're rolling right now, as much as we hate to admit it. I think Wake Forest wins by two scores. Wow. Let's put a little side on it. Yeah, please. Let's do it. All right. I owe you ten, so let's just let's just do ten. Okay. I'll give you a twenty on Monday. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> a lot of confidence. In that Louisville is living on a prayer a little bit because they they really can't run the ball, but. The ACC has a lot of opportunities for wins. So. Mal- Malik McHale can run the ball, but he he is it. Yes, that is so it. So we'll see. Lock I it. am going to the Big Ten. Northwestern has been a great dog under Pat Fitzgerald. They're getting eleven and a half at Nebraska. I think it's going to be a close game. So give me the Wildcats. I think they could be a maybe sneaky money line option. Give me Northwestern plus eleven and a half in Lincoln. What's Nebraska's record and who have they beaten? They're two and mm. two. Are they two and two and three? Um, all their three losses were by one possession, and they've lost to every Power Five team they've played. Mm. They beat Buffalo and then an FCS team. Mm. That's mm. tough. Not good. That'd be a bad bad time to be Scott for us. Mm. 
Real bad. Is time. there ever a good time to be Scott Frost? Huh. Great point. <laughs> All right, everybody, hold on to your butts because it's the lock of the week portion of the unsponsored picks of the week. Roush? Well, uh, I really it, – it's it's kind of like what it said. There's spots that you really – you really – like he likes his Eastern Michigan getting points on the road. I like Notre Dame getting points at home. You really think that they're going to handle this – we're an underdog against Cincinnati in our home stadium. Well, Cincinnati did not impress me in that Indiana game. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on them. This is what people have been talking about. Go beat Notre Dame and you can be in the playoffs. Well, Notre Dame's a pretty good football team that's scrapped to get some solid wins. And I think they're going to scrap and, and get another win here. Notre Dame plus one at home against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Lock it up. Oh, going to... I said I wasn't going to be a, a line, uh, you know, a stickler on that this year, but I literally just bet it because I agree with you. I'm not, this isn't my lock of the week, but it's one and a half. Um, so oh, you're, actually, yeah. you're actually, you're actually getting a half point here. Let's do it. Um, Cause I bet it myself. I totally agree with you, but I, I am close to being labeled a Cincy Bearcat hater because I I think they're good. I just don't think they're, like, great. I do think Kentucky would beat Cincinnati. And I, everybody always goes crazy when I say that. So, uh, I think I agree with you, Roush. You're going to get your lock of the week. That's going to be a really safe bet. I was half tempted to make it my lock of the week, but move past it. I feel good about mine as is. South Carolina giving six and a half at home versus Troy. Uh, I don't think South Carolina is a bad football team. And Troy is not a good football team. They, they lost to, I believe, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, South Carolina will win big. They'll win by three scores. So six and a half, not nearly enough. South Carolina does have some issues offensively, um, but I, I can't envision Troy putting up a lot of points. And yes, Kentucky should have scored more of the turnovers. That hurt. But uh, um Credit South Carolina for for being opportunistic in those situations. They'll win with ease against Troy. Lock it up. I, oddly enough, last week had TCU ruin a seven-game parlay for me. So I watched a lot of that TCU-SMU game. TCU stinks. They can suck it. Give me Texas minus four. <laughs> Lock it up. I love I love this. Uh, that's my favorite betting. Like, you ruined a bet for me last week, so I'm Full betting it against here. you so hard. He's definitely <laughs> taking emotions out of this bet. <laughs> suck, it. suck it, TCU. Oh. I like that. I'd like the bet for what it's worth. TCU not a good football team, and they're really whiny. Lock it. Well, let's hear. Let's let's get this laugher out of the way. What do you got? Alabama seems ripe. This is a moment for Lane Kiffin. Matt Corral seems like the best quarterback in the country. Give me the Rebels plus fourteen at Bryant Denny Stadium. I I'm not sure if they can win the game, but I do think they have the ammo to keep it close throughout. And I think Alabama's going to have a difficult time to stopping them. And when you compare this game to last year, Alabama just doesn't have the ammo on offense to just score every time they have the ball. And Ole Miss is a little better on defense. So two touchdowns seems like a lot. Its line's moved a lot. I don't know if I would play it if it got under this 14 number, um, but I do like it at two touchdowns. So give me the, the Rebels on the road plus 14. I, I did it for Roush. I've got to do it for you. I literally, again, had just bet this as well. It's 14 and a half. You're getting a half point. Wow. Buddy. Well done, Luckett. You did it. You're a good man, Terry. <laughs> and I, and I like and I like the pick as well. Uh, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's like it, regardless of what happens, it's going to be a fun game. Even if Alabama were to win by sixty, it'd be fun. Uh, just you know, just to see how Lane Kiffin would respond. And I like Lane Kiffin for what it's worth. But it's built up to be entertaining to watch, regardless of how it unfolds. So I, those are always good ones. No doubt, and it's two good quarterbacks going at it. So whenever you get that, that's usually going to be some good football. Hey, uh, Heather wanted you to know she said hey. Well, hello, Heather. All right, there we go. Adam Luckett, we always appreciate hearing from you. You, you really, uh, 1-11, always fun to see how that's, how far. How, where is the basement for Adam Luckett's picks? Once a hero in the picks of the week, now a zero. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Adam Luckett KSR, and we'll talk to you next week. Only one way to go from here up, unless I get a shovel and find a lower basement. Oh, real quick, uh, <laughs> UK, Florida, score. I'll say 27, 23, Florida. I get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. All right, Adam Luggett. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Roush, let's try to finish this text line real quick. Okay, let's let's finish it up real quick before you tell me to get the hell out of here. Roush bringing donuts to the office on his birthday gives off some real Michael Scott vibes. That was from Mook. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, Mook. Uh, Vandy, South Carolina, Tennessee, Mizzou, UK, Florida, Georgia. Interesting. I mean, you're probably – Missouri's not higher than Tennessee as much as we hate uh, Tennessee. But um, interesting take. Interesting take. Uh, another texture says, almost forgot to text in this week. My bad, fellas. Hope we kick some gator ass Saturday. Also, happy bleeping Friday. Yeah, happy bleeping Friday to you. John yeah. here. Good morning, fellas. Glad the stream is back up and going. You guys do so great with the salserita that it makes me hungry every time. I'm getting some tonight. Okay. Hey, way to go, John. Okay, the Cats stay undefeated this week. Put the banana stand money on the money line for the Cats. Lock of the week, baby. Let's go. C-A-T-S. We'll got to go talk to you later. I love it. And there's a lot of value there on the money line. So if you believe in the Cats this weekend, you may as well profit off of it. Of course, not in Kentucky because of our hypocritical legislators that are complete doofuses. Another texter says, get that good mojo flow in this morning, fellas. Cats are going to handle them Gators by a little under two touchdowns. Other pods I listen to say Florida's O-line is the best in the country. What say you, Roush? I think UK is right there. Love you guys. Roll call. It's not Frank. It's Allen. Shout out to Aaron and Taylor. Uh, Roush, what do you got? Uh, I got that. I'm not ready to say that Florida has the best offensive line in the country. Uh, I think part of the reason why their rushing attack is good is because of what they do with misdirection and because they have really talented quarterbacks as well. But they do have a good offensive line. There's no doubt about it. This is another game uh, that, as Justin said yesterday, a lot of it's going to be determined in the trenches. So Kentucky's got to bring it on both sides. Both sides. Uh, Texter says, TC from Lexington here, boys. This stream, man, big suck it there. Suck it. Never mind. It's back. Oh, wow. Good. Glad it came back. It was not back yesterday. So that was unfortunate. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, All right. What do we got next? Uh, I got my first Bobby Cook lesson tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Boys, going to give you an honest review on Monday. That was from Mook. Great way to start your Saturday. Uh, and, lesson in the a.m. And Mook, what you're going to realize, if if Bobby Cook can fix you, then any any and everybody can be fixed. And you will. You'll learn. You'll learn. The Bobby Cook secret. For me, Florida is the team I hate the most. One year in Early 70s, Florida paid us good amount of money to move our November game out of Lexington to Jacksonville. 
this game this came after Florida's close call in Lexington when we fumbled on third down on the 15 yard line when we all we needed was a field goal. Ugh, I hate them. Yeah, mm. and I want so badly to witness a Florida win in person. Um, so if just know if I don't go to the game tomorrow, that's going to lock up a Kentucky win because it'll be like, oh, you know, a game you would. <laughs> so that's the good news, though, if I don't go, is that it means Kentucky's probably going to win. Man, suck it, Florida. I hate him so much. But like I said earlier, I'm feeling a little leery about this game, and I, I'm thinking it's going to be a 27-24 Florida win. 27-24 mm. Florida win. Justin, what do you got? I've got 31-24 Florida as well. Mm. <laughs> I also think I think Florida wins. <laughs> Damn it! Gosh, come on, TJ. I think Florida wins, and I think they cover. Um, I do. Oh God, that's not. I do. Oh man. I, I think that uh, I, I'm. I'm I, I want to see this offense succeed consistently. I'm not even worried about the turnovers. I just want to see him put the ball into the end zone consistently. And I think Will Levis, I, I, I'm worried Will Levis isn't going to have a good game. And I'm worried what the conversation is going to be if Will Levis doesn't have a good game. That being said, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Stranger things have happened. I really think it's important Kentucky can start beating Florida. And that's why I'm a little, that's why I kind of had that take is I, I think it probably doesn't happen uh tomorrow although i'm wrong all the time let's hope we're all wrong you got to understand we are the dumbest radio show on on the airwaves so that's something you got to remember when we make our predictions but go cats we'll be going crazy regardless well you know roush is in the press box so cheering (laughs) but we'll all be going crazy wherever we are you all will be doing the same we know and hopefully we have a happy show on monday thanks everybody for texting on into the thornton's text line you all are the best everybody have a good weekend be safe and we will see you on monday this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio